the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. We've got a good show lined up for you, an important show. In a half an hour, we're going to talk with the incoming chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. That'll be Jim Jordan at 935. We're looking forward to that conversation. We're going to talk to him about the Twitter files. We're going to talk to you about the Twitter files. You know, the massive dump from Elon Musk this past Friday as uh, he laid out there all of the internal Twitter communications showing and proving Democrat operatives, DNC, Biden campaign, and so many others contacting Twitter and demanding and getting censorship of voices and messaging that they didn't like. Um, it is simply impossible, really, to, to wrap your mind around the fact that Twitter, the second largest social media platform in the world after Facebook, was willingly and obviously and really not even trying to cover their tracks because they never thought they'd have to have this revealed. 
They never thought that some billionaire would come in and make a stock purchase offer that they could not refuse, literally were not able to refuse because of their fiduciary responsibility to shareholders. They never thought some nut would come in, the richest man in the world, and take over their operation and thus expose all of their internal communications. They never thought that could happen. And then along came Elon, making a stock purchase offer that, again, according to their fiduciary responsibility to their stakeholders, they could not turn down. If they said no, every stakeholder, everyone who owns Twitter stock would have sued the management for the amount of money that they've lost because of that stock purchase offer, which was so overwhelming. So uh, that's uh, we're going to talk to Jim Jordan about that. And we're going to talk also to Tom Zawistowski about that. Uh, Tom Z, we're going to beep up here because I'll go from uh, 9 o'clock hour to 11 o'clock hour. Tom Zawistowski did a great job uh, breaking this down on his podcast uh, for the We the People convention this weekend. I'm going to play a tiny bit of that for you just to whet your appetite for the live conversation. I'm going to have a Tom at 11.10 this morning. We're going to get his perspective, which I think is a great perspective, on censorship, uh, violation of the First Amendment by way of the Twitter uh, files from what we have found. Uh, that'll be at 11.10. And then in between, at 10.35... Uh, we're going to talk to Linda Harvey of Mission America. Linda has written a terrific piece for the Mission America website about the grooming scandal. It's not a scandal. It's a way of life. Ten ways that they are trying to normalize grooming children to become sexual deviants from a very, very young age. Uh, so we're going to talk to Linda Harvey at 1010, and that's a huge, huge story, as you know. So uh, Jim Jordan at 935, Linda Harvey at 1035, I beg your pardon, I think I said 1010, uh, 1035, and then um, uh, Tom Zawistowski of the We the People Convention will be on with us at 1110. So I've got three great guests, and in between those guests, and after those guests, and before those guests, I have you as a guest, 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will get you here to us. Now, before we get started with our monologue today... I would like to ask you to rise as the patriot that you are. Face your flag, wherever that might be. Remember, we came up with a new idea. Just download a flag on your smartphone or just go to your search engine on your smartphone and search American flag, tap images, and bing, there you'll have it. But face your flag in whatever capacity you have one. Put your hand on your heart and join us for your pledge. If you are a believer in censorship, in First Amendment violations ordered and directed by government officials, some elected, some appointed, to a private company to collude with one another and deny an American election, deny a fair election from being held. If you believe in all of that, well, then you don't believe in that flag anyway. You do not have to pledge your allegiance to it. In fact, you may instead take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback who continues to not play football. As for the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, we're going to start uh, in an ugly place. We're going to start in an ugly place. And and I, I just I, I'll admit to you, my hands are in the air, and I just I'm sh- I'm shrugging my shoulders and saying I don't know what to do with this guy. I I just don't I don't know what to do with this guy. This guy being former President Donald John Trump. 
once again, he shows no capacity whatsoever to handle himself appropriately in public when situations like this arise. He's got an opportunity to let the whole world be angry, let the entire country at least be angry, shocked, and stunned at the revelation that two and a half years ago his election was stolen from him. Let them get behind you, Mr. President. Let the people's anger rise up. Let the people say, we want and demand that our elections be fixed. We want and demand that public platforms like Twitter and Facebook not be allowed to be used to attack what the Democrats call our democracy. We demand that what happened to President Trump never be allowed to happen again. But instead, President Trump goes on a tirade and makes enemies of everybody that should be in his corner and should be really angry for him and should be really, really uh, compassionate toward him. Instead of saying, see, told you so, let's never let this happen again, he's screaming for, let's go back and undo the election and put me in. And if we don't do that, Let's change every rule that needs to be changed, including the Constitution, to make that happen. He literally is calling for changes to the Constitution. Toss them. Toss elements of the Constitution out in order to get me back as president right now. I'm I'm struggling to understand what goes through his head and how, if this goes through his his media, you know, um, experts, his publicists, public relations people, does he let them see this before he fire before he fires off a message on Truth Social? This is the kind of thing he used to do on Twitter, and it's the kind of thing that hurt him on Twitter. Now, I have argued for three years that he needs to have his Twitter account back because that was BS to let him to take that away from him. That also is a violation of his First Amendment rights, but. I've also said it's not the worst thing in the world that he didn't have access to Twitter because he can't shoot himself in the foot time and time again. Well, he's now doing that and still doing that on his Truth Social. The direct quote on Truth Social from President Trump in response to the release of the Twitter files on Friday, which showed, and this is a treasure trove of documents, showing that Twitter's communications teams censored conservatives, Trump supporters, censored news outlets like the New York Post, demanded that they not publish um, information that might have made uh, Joe Biden's campaign look bad, specifically thinking of the Biden laptop. All of this stuff came out. Tons of information about the censorship. And they're not even close to being done, by the way. Elon Musk promises more is coming. But all of this came out And President Trump, all he has to do is sit back there and look innocent, which he is, and let people get angry on his behalf. Let people fight to make sure this never happens again. And instead of playing what is rightfully his role as the victim here, he's been victimized, he comes out here and becomes the, let's tear apart the Constitution if we have to, to put me back in office. Not going to happen. And nor should you call for it to happen. Mr. President, what do you say, what would you say if Joe Biden sent out a tweet that said, let's tear apart the Constitution, let's get rid of even parts of the Constitution because it'll suit me better? What would you say? You'd call for his impeachment. 
He swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. So did you, by the way. I'm not going to treat this any differently than I would treat it as if Joe Biden had written this. Trump posted on his uh, social media account, his uh, Truth Social, quote, So, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founder, singular he wrote, our great founder did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. End quote. Why he thinks there's one founder, I don't know. Uh, But he said our great founder did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. The only line that matters in that entire uh, angry truth social comment, the only part that really matters is even those found in the Constitution. That phrase, that portion of that sentence, is enough for everyone to turn against him. Republicans are turning against him. Conservatives are turning against him. And the left is going crazy on it. And I can't blame them. If Joe Biden said online, it's time to terminate all rules and regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution, to declare me the new president, or the existing president, or however he wants to phrase that, or have a whole new election two years before the next election. Now here in 20, or less than that, really, by the time this would all be put together, um, we would, I would say the same thing. I would say Joe Biden is out of his mind. He cannot be taken seriously, and he cannot continue to be president. Donald Trump just gave them that ammunition. Again, what did I say last week when he had his meeting at his home in Mar-a-Lago with two of the loudest anti-Semitic speakers, including one Holocaust denier, that are known in America or around the world today? What did we say? What did I say? Self-inflicted gunshot wounds are always more deadly than, 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 than gunshots from the opposition, from an enemy. Because if somebody is shooting themselves, chances are they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to miss. And they're going to shoot and they're going to kill themselves. This is a self-inflicted gunshot wound, if you'll pardon that metaphor. And, and, and this, this let's tear up the Constitution is, is another one. I mean, people are trying to figure out where they are on the Trump train right now. People are trying to figure out where they are in the MAGA movement. President Trump has already declared his candidacy for 2024. No one else has in either party, including the incumbent, Biden. No one has declared it. And he is already harming himself in his own campaign without a single opponent being identified yet. Ron DeSantis hasn't declared. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis down in Florida continues to kill it, continues to walk the walk, and not just talk the talk, on all things MAGA, all things America first, all things right and good and true and virtuous. Florida's Treasury, operating under the direction of Governor Ron DeSantis, is divesting 
from real estate giant BlackRock pulling $2 billion worth of state securities from them. This was announced in a scathing press release by the treasurer, by the state's chief financial officer, rather, um, stating that BlackRock's usage of ESG, that's the Environmental, Social, and Governance Standards, ESG scoring, which put emphasis on social justice and other woke initiatives when deciding who has access to capital, who gets uh, you know these who the, uh, these investments are made in. They said we're done. We're taking our money out of BlackRock. No more. BlackRock is one of the biggest enemies, honestly, in this country. This is one of the drivers of the woke movement. And Ron DeSantis' Florida is taking $2 billion out of them because of the way they invest in these woke initiatives and in, this, uh, in these social justice scoring models. You know how huge that is? Ron DeSantis is down in Florida continuing to say the right things and, moreover, do the right things. He continues to walk the walk. Meanwhile, President Trump is out there responding in a moment when he just needed to stay silent and be, be, and be thought the victim. And I shouldn't say that in that way, not be thought. He is the victim. Let people know he was victimized by what Twitter did, by what the DNC did, by what the Biden campaign did. He was victimized in that stolen 2020 election. Let people see it, feel badly for him, feel angry for him, feel outraged for him, and then demand that things be changed and that things be, that be done to make sure that never again, and when he runs in 2024, it's going to be a free and a fair election. That's all he had to do is sit there and be quiet, and instead he says, let's tear up portions of the Constitution to give me the presidency back. How does that help? I'm struggling. So so mightily to find ways to understand the man, and I can't get there. I don't know what the deal is. If you have an answer, I welcome your thoughts. 216-901-0945, Jim Jordan coming up in about 10 minutes. Linda Harvey in the 10 o'clock hour. Tom Zawistowski in the 11 o'clock hour. We're loaded up and rocking and rolling on a Monday right here on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Radio on the answer. Nine thirty-six. We continue on this Monday. Thanks so much for being with us. Don't forget, we've got uh, Linda Harvey and Tom Zawistowski coming up a little bit later. But now, uh, let's welcome our good friend Congressman Jim Jordan back to our program. The ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, soon to be the chair of that committee, and he's got his work cut out for him when that happens. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I appreciate you being on as always, Congressman. So um, let's yep. talk about let's talk about some of the work you've got in front of you. Do you believe that you and the Judiciary Committee, or perhaps Representative Comer and the Oversight Committee, are going to start pulling in former and current rank and file members of Twitter to find out the depth of what we learned on Friday when Elon Musk released the quote unquote Twitter files? Yeah, this is something we have to do um, because I think. You- a very strong, very credible argument that but for the action big tech did uh, took uh, in October of 2020, uh, we don't we don't have the Joe Biden presidency. If we don't have the Joe Biden presidency, we don't have the 41 year high inflation rate. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have all the problems that we talked about, all the crazy things that they've done. Um, and again, what 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 Elon Musk uh, gave us over the weekend just confirmed what we already knew that that they they suppressed that story, kept it from we the people. 
in the run-up to our, our most election uh, election of President of the United States. So, yeah, this is something that, that I think uh, Elon Musk was interviewed over the weekend. They asked him, was this election interference? He said, this is the very definition of election interference, for goodness sake, was, was his response. And I, and I think uh, anyone with common sense sees it for what it is. Well, you know, the the big deal here, of course, is what you just said is, you know, you know, confirms what we already knew. But when we already knew it and said it, they could ignore us and call it partisanship and call it just wishful yeah. thinking and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, but now that it's literally to the letter, I mean, he, re- he released internal communications, which they didn't even, even have any problem keeping because they never saw the world's richest man coming in with a with a with a stock p- a purchase offer that they had to take due to their fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. Yeah. And he would come in and expose it all. They never saw this right. coming and yet here it is now we it's not just you know what we say it's what's in black and white the dnc the biden campaign prominent members of the democrat party reaching out to the twitter uh executives and saying here's another one we need you to handle this handled here's another one get rid of this get rid of this and of course if twitter but, hadn't if twitter hadn't done what they did when it comes to censoring and silencing uh, uh those reporting like the new york post on the biden laptop that is where we might not have as you say 40 40 40-year right. inflation, et cetera. Right. But, but the key thing here in my mind is the connection between government and Twitter working with Twitter. So you right. have the, the, the 51 former Intel officials doing the letter, which we've talked about, and then the FBI then using that as the basis saying, oh, they go out and talk to these big tech platforms, the communication government had with these big tech platforms right before the election. And never forget this important fact. Guess who was the chief counsel at Twitter? Jim Baker, the former chief counsel at the FBI, when they did all the spying on Trump's campaign. So Jim Baker, and he's in some of these emails saying, well, I think we can say that this is this is what was maybe a hack. And we can use that as a reasonable explanation for why we're suppressing this story and not letting this story circulate and and, and throttling it back on on our platform. So never forget that key person, Jim Baker, who's already been, you know, part of the Durham investigation, and everything else. I think that's an important element, too. And that's the scary part is when government. Big government, big media, big tech all collude to keep information from the American people and, in effect, violate the fundamentals of the First Amendment. That is exactly right. Uh, it is the it is the government and social media platform private partnership there to censor information and to censor uh, the viewpoints of conservatives and even just to censor legitimate real reporting on newsworthy information like the Biden laptop. Um, yep. To that to that end, uh, four days ago you sent letters to the former CIA director John Brennan and the former uh, D- director of national intelligence James uh, James Clapper, demanding what. Well, we want, this is all about the 51 former Intel officials, because they're the first couple names on this letter where you got 51 people who signed this. Remember, these people keep their clearance, uh, in the vast majority of cases are who are, they keep their clearance, so they're still talking to folks in the government, which is kind of an interesting scenario in and of itself. Um, so it, it, by all appearances, they're the ones who orchestrated, put this letter together. They're the ones who went out and talked on TV. They're the ones who have, what, what, uh, the contributors to CNN and, and these, these new news outlets. So they're the ones saying this has all the earmarks of Russian information operation. That's the language that's in the letter. And, of mm-hmm. course, then you have the FBI going to Facebook, and we know that because of what Mark Zuckerberg told us in his interview with Joe Rogan. We, they're, they're coming to him to tell him this stuff. And we also know that, based on what Senator Johnson told us, that the FBI went and talked to him and told him the same kind of thing. So um, that, to me, is, is something we've got to fully uncover Again, and we do all this because, we, again, we can't hold people accountable directly. That has to be from the Justice Department if there was any type of wrongdoing here. 
But what we can do is expose it. And the first step to stopping is, is to make sure the country is fully abreast of all the facts. And that is, a, that, of course, and, and that's exactly what the left has gone to great lengths to to suppress, and that is all of yep. the facts. Yep. In fact, let, let's talk about that aspect of this now. The response to the Twitter files released, uh, the dump by uh, Elon Musk, and I know there's still plenty more to come, from the left has been, oh, it's a big nothing burger, oh, there's nothing there, oh, you know, they, what they're characterizing the rights uh, and the conservative perspective, the Republican perspective of this is, uh, they're saying, you're claiming the federal government was responsible for this. Well, Trump was in charge of the federal government in 2020 when all this went on. How can you say it's Biden? Biden wasn't in charge. The Democrats weren't in charge. So, therefore, you can't say this was yeah. a federal government yeah. attempt to censor. Uh, well, this is, I mean, this is the whole, the, the whole thing. Uh, when, when President Trump was president, he had to, uh, to get all the great things he got done. He had to, you know, all the Democrats in the town were against him. Uh, all the mainstream press was against him. Half the Republicans were against him. And most importantly, all the bureaucracy was against him. And this is a great example. So, uh, yeah, it might have been his administration, but that doesn't mean the, quote, deep state is on his side, for goodness sake. We, we see how that's played out. I mean, uh, time and time. The, the, I think I said this last week, but, but my, my colleague Matt Gates has, has said this in committee a few months ago. But, but it's so true. It's, it's, it, when, when will the FBI just let us have an election where they don't get involved? In 2016, they spied on his campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they suppressed the Hunter Biden story, what we're talking about. 2022, the midterm election, 91 days before it, they raid his home. And then, of course, three days after he announced this for the 2024 presidential race, they name a special counsel to harass him for the next two years. So maybe it'd be nice if the FBI just kind of let us decide, let we, the people, decide who we want being president and who we want representing us in Congress. So that's the problem here is that this, this, this establishment, deep state, whatever, the bureaucracy, whatever term you want to use, they, they have their own agenda. And it was evidenced by the 51 former intel officials working with the FBI to put together the letter in the first place, it looks like. Let's talk about the role of Apple in all of this. I understand you had a meeting with Tim Cook. I didn't get the results of that or any of the reports on that. What were you talking to the CEO of Apple about? He wanted to come talk to us. Uh, we had, you know, we had concerns about the, the, the App Store issue. We had concerns about uh, the Twitter, uh, or excuse me, Apple scaling back their uh, their advertising on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were just had they gone woke? Are they going after? Him? Uh, and it looks like the answer to those, that, that those two things have been solved based on what Elon Musk and his meeting with uh, with Tim Cook. But I, I got to tell you, we still have real concerns about the the, 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 the Chinese Communist Party and the influence that. China has on corporate America, uh, on Apple, on Nike, on, I mean, Disney, on, uh, on I mean, I think about on the NBA, for goodness sake. And, Absolutely. And we should never forget that. Uh, we should never forget the, that, you know, this, this virus which disrupted our lives, our economy, and, and, and lefties used it as a way to go after our First Amendment and, 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 and basic liberties. This all started in China, too. I, I, I told someone the only one who's given us more misinformation about COVID than, than Dr. Fauci is China themselves. So, uh, I'm very nervous about that, and we had some discussion on that issue uh, in our meeting as well. Doesn't it doesn't it bother you um, the, the the fact that all of those entities that you're talking about that are really kind of pledging their fealty to communist China have not said word one about the massive governmental crackdown on protests there? You know, welding people into their homes, beating people, jailing people who are just demanding some semblance of rights. These are the ones who claim, you know, here in the United States, they're so worried about the oppression of marginalized communities. They're so worried about the way, you know, Asians are treated in the United States. Oftentimes, that's why you can't call it. Yeah. 
the Wuhan flu because people people turn it against Asians in this country. Well, there's Asians being you know suffering by the millions in the country where Tim Cook makes his phones in the country where the NBA makes everything that they sell. Um, you know, all of these these massive corporations are relying upon the Chinese Communist Party and they ignore the human rights and the oppression that is going on there. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the, the woke attitude of these. Uh of these uh, companies. Uh, and then, of course, you had uh, the, the, the embarrassing situation a year and a half or so ago when when uh, Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State, is meeting with his Chinese counterpart. And, and China is giving us the lecture, for goodness sake, on, on, on treatment of, of uh, uh, you know, calling us racist and all kinds of names at that meeting. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all ridiculous, and it's why, uh, it's why we speak out against it, you speak out against it, and we should continue to do that. be nice if the administration uh, did the same and, and supported... Uh, what these Chinese people standing up for freedom, what they're uh, what they're doing. All right. Uh, going back once again to the Twitter files and the responses, this is going to be a sore subject for you because I know how you feel about supporting President Trump. But he is taking fire from both sides, Republicans and Democrats, for part of a tweet. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't do Twitter anymore for now. The Truth Social comment in response to all of this saying, quote, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founder did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. That line, um, if uttered by a Democrat, let's shred parts of the Constitution in order to try to do something different, um, would would lead to, obviously, condemnation by all of us. How do you respond to that from President Trump? Well, I don't think President Trump wants to get rid of the Constitution at all, and certainly you and I don't. We, we think that that document next next to the Scripture is the greatest words ever put on paper. Um, and, and it is it is the foundation of our our, our great republic, our great country. Uh, but I do think it's an it's an expression of his frustration for uh, what happened, uh, what we all kind of knew happened, but how, as we've talked about, how big government, big media, big tech colluded to to keep we the people. I mean, the outrage is becoming from we the people, and I think it is. You know, so many people are just like this happened, and what are, there there have been all kinds of polling and surveys done that say. If, if the American people had, in fact, known the connection, uh, had had access to this information and knew what Joe Biden and the Biden business family operation was up to, that would have impacted their vote in a major way. And as we said, most likely President Trump is then president of the United States. And, of course, the, the consequences of Joe Biden winning, we know what they are. We've seen for the last 22 months. You're so right. I think that it, it's an expression of the frustration that he feels. Because he knew deep down that this story was real like you and I did, like so many Americans did, but the people didn't get access to it. And I get the frustration, and I feel the same way, and I know it was a robbery. You know it was a robbery. Almost everybody who's being honest knows that it was a robbery. However, it was three years ago now. It was nearly three years ago, and now he's two years away from the next one. Um, is it smart to be, I mean, the line here that preceded the, you know, uh, getting rid of all the rules, including those in the Constitution, the line that preceded that was, um, uh, da, 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 Big tech companies, DNC and Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do we have a new election? I mean, we can't be seriously thinking about things like that. Isn't it time to say, with the robbery of 2020, we need to make sure that it never happens again starting in 2024, rather than let's go redo 2020 as we get into the year 2023? Well, that's what you and I have been focused on, is to make sure this stuff never happens in the future. And, right. uh, you know, we got we got President Trump who's already announced that he's running in 2024. 
Uh, I think that's great. I'm for President Trump. I want him to win because uh, I saw what he did in in that in, in that term, his, his first term. Um, the things he said he would do, and then went and got them done in spite of all the opposition, as you and I have talked about many times. So that's the attitude I think we point in American history. I want him to run again. He's announced. I want him to win. I hope he does. I think he's going to. Um, and I'm going to do everything I can to help him. But in the meantime, I'm going to focus on, as we talked about, getting the truth to the American people, not only about this, but all the other political shenanigans that go that have gone on over at the Justice Department. And as we've talked about before, we know that is all happening because of 14 FBI agents who've come to us as whistleblowers. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get to the bottom of that as well over the next two years so that we have a full picture of everything and that will help the American people be able to evaluate who they want as commander-in-chief in 2024. Well, Congressman Jordan, speaking of attacking the Constitution, last question for you is uh, about Joe Biden going after the Second Amendment again. You wrote a letter to the ATF, new ATF Director Steve Dettelbach uh, about his, uh, his gun rules and about his latest comments about wanting an assault weapons ban. Can you tell us more about what you want from Dettelbach? Well, this is just this overall attitude in this administration that, that they're going after the Second Amendment. And meanwhile, we've had a Supreme Court that has, that has ruled in favor of, of your right to have a handgun in the Heller decision. Then you have the, the New York uh, uh, case that's talking about the constitutional carry. I mean, strong support of the Second Amendment. And then you have this administration that seems to want to go after that every chance they get, every opportunity they can have. I think i got actually a meeting coming up with Mr. Dettelbach at some point. And we're going we're gonna to then get into the details and, walk, and, and talk to him about our concerns, what they're doing there, that limit uh, the Second Amendment. I always say the Second Amendment's right next to the first for a reason. It's pretty darn important. <laughs> and the founders thought it was so darn important that they, they made it number two in the, in the Bill of Rights. So for goodness sake, um, we're going we're gonna to stand up for that one just like we do the First Amendment and all the other uh, parts of our, uh, our, our amazing Constitution. Any response from Dettelbach yet? No, but I don't think we've got an answer from him yet. Uh, we, we've got so many letters going back and forth. I have to check, but I don't think we have. But I do think I'm just trying to find out when that meeting is. I, I think it may be in the next week or so. But at least okay. I thought I saw something on the schedule where I'm going to be visiting with him. Well, we will uh, we will uh, follow up on that whenever you get uh, some confirmation on that. It's a very very important one, obviously. As are all of the issues sure. we've discussed today, Congressman. Keep up the good work. Pull the curtain back. You too, Bob. Let everybody see what's going on behind those scenes. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Uh, that's Jim Jordan. It's 951, Always Right Radio on AM 1420. The answer gives us a time out now and time for phone calls before the top of the hour. Dial it up, 216-901-0945, 1110 on Always Right Radio. I wish I would have met you. All right, friends, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here. The deadline is coming up very, very quickly. December 7th is your last chance, but you still have that chance, okay? Um, and that is to call 440-832-8936 and learn more about Medicare's changes for 2023. The annual enrollment period ends on December 7th, but you still have time to make the call. You maybe not might not have time to get a meeting with Mark King or his team, but you might be able to have the phone call, maybe a Zoom call. Call 440-832-8936. Find out what has changed. 
changed for 2023. We do know this. The raise in Social Security will be 8.7% in 2023, and Part B premiums will drop from 170 to about 164. TV ads for uh, Medicare Advantage plans are going to be gone in January. No more Joe Namath because they're not being honest with you. You know who is honest with you? Mark King is honest with you. And keeping Medicare simple is honest with you at 440-832-8936. The best part about Mark, unlike those TV ads, which are for one company, they're trying to advertise for you on TV to get your policy from one company, and that's it. They want you to think that's the only thing available. Mark represents multiple carriers. He knows there are different options that are available for different people from different companies, and he wants to give you unbiased advice so that you can make the right choice for you. The deadline is the 7th. Call 440 832-8936. Do not delay. Even if you have to be on the phone during my show, call now. 440-832-8936. Talk to Mark. Talk to Connie. Talk to Emily. You're going to get great service. I promise you. You're going to help you. They're going to help you make the right choices. 440-832-8936. Call now and you'll see why I trust Mark King. Single episode. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Oh, my goodness. 955 on Always Right Radio, AM 1420. The answer. Good Monday to you. Get a couple of phone calls in here before the top of the hour. By the way, if you don't get on before the top of the hour, stay on hold because we have uh, plenty of time in the next half hour. Our next guest isn't until 1035 when we check in with Linda Harvey at Mission America. Let's go to uh, Houston, Texas. Will is uh, on the line. Will does not want me to ever have a break, ever. He texted me on Saturday and said, how come I can't hear your show? Where's your show? Where's your show? I said, it's Saturday. I don't get a timeout ever, Will. Is that what you want? I mean, i got to work seven days. Am I allowed to work just three hours a day, or do I have to do five, six, seven for you? What do you want? <laughs> How you doing, brother? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel guilty. I mean, i got a guy tuning on the radio from Houston, Texas, listening to a guy <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's not there. I feel like I let you down, man. I don't I mean, know, man. Not, not at all, brother. That, that just shows how, how good a job you're doing, man. I just, just look forward to <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. What's on your mind? Real quick, dude. I, you know, I, I, I can't. You know, I, I wish so bad. You know, that our, our former president, man, would just just learn to just shut up. You know, on, on those old cartoons, on the old Tom and Jerry cartoons, when like one of the cartoon characters would, would step on a yard rake, yeah, they would and step on it, and then the yard rake would just like pop him yep. right in the face. And then they turn around and step on the other one and, tra- on and they go back exactly. and forth and back and forth. Yes, that is yes, that's, that's a great that's, analogy. That's, that's, that's Trump, man. And, and I'm like, dude, just stop. Please just shut up. Just learn to be quiet. You don't have to respond to everything, you know. And, and if you're going to talk, just it's, it's, it's about discipline, Bob. It's about discipline. And this is why I've said it many times with you. I, I, I want Ron DeSantis. I, I hope he, he runs and I hope he wins the, the nomination because, unfortunately, Trump just does not have that discipline. Discipline, man, and I, I, I have to say, but I can't take credit for this because I got this from Ben Shapiro. He he tweeted about this. Actually, he basically said the same thing that Trump steps on the yard wake with with both feet. You know, and, and all of the Sunday shows were about what Trump said. It wasn't about him. You know what happened. It was mostly about what Trump said. And, and knowing the media. That's what they they spun 
It totally is. It totally is. If you look right now about Twitter files, the first results you're going to get on almost every search engine is Trump wants to tear up the Constitution over this. Exactly. As opposed to uh, Democrats proven to have colluded with Twitter to affect the results of an election, to exactly. bury information and so forth. Can you imagine? Tell me this, Will. How, how would President Trump have looked if he had just put on his truth social Instead of that big long thing that I read that he said about the Constitution and going back and reinst- re- let's redo the 2020 election or just install me as the rightful winner, all that stuff. What if he had just gotten on Truth Social after the Twitter files were dumped, wait 24 hours, and then just turn on his, tr- his Truth Social and write, told you, period, send. He would look golden. Oh, my gosh. Um. I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't get that. He doesn't oh. understand uh, understatement. He doesn't know how to make something a statement by being understated about it. Everything's got to be, you know, just a, a loud symbol. Crash, 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 and and it just creates enemies, particularly when or it emboldens your enemies and it gives them more ammunition with which to try to kill you, politically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, and not only does, does it embolden the enemies, but it tires out. The people that's right. trying to defend you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Know, and you can see that. Out. It tires me out trying yeah. to defend, you know, from family members and whatnot. I'm like, good Lord. And well, not just there, too, but even on, on social, the same place where he is. If you go to Twitter, you see conservative Republicans saying, oh, my God, Trump, stop it. Stop it. They're telling yes. you. I mean, it's hard to defend the man when he says, let's do what the Democrats would do here. And yes. let's tear up the Constitution. Yes. That, that's I, not us. That's no, not us. not at all, brother. All right, thanks, Will. Appreciate you, man. All right, that's uh, it's ten o'clock. We get news now. We'll come back. More calls. Dial it up two one six nine zero one zero nine four five on Always Right Radio. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Always Right Radio with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Eight minutes after 10 o'clock, and we continue on this Monday, the fifth morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again to uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. A lot of very important information there. They are, they're going to go balls to the wall for two straight years. They are going to be working on oversight and subpoenaing and investigating all of this, uh, and rightfully so. The Twitter files ref, uh, essentially confirm what we already knew, as, as Jim Jordan said, but it's so important to make sure that everybody knows it now, not just those of us who have been watching closely and, and are concerned about it. Everybody knows now that the Twitter platform, its owners, its CEO, its management team, all of them, knowing they have a massive effect on voting habits. As a matter of fact, some 16% of Biden voters who were surveyed uh, said that if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop, which is really the Joe Biden laptop, it's the Biden crime family syndicate laptop, if they had known about that, it would have changed their votes. And you only needed to change a couple of votes in a couple of the key battleground states with the Electoral College to change the outcome of that election. So they literally changed the outcome of the election. And now that it is out there, um, it has to be exposed. And that's what Jim Jordan is, is going to be spending his time doing, uh, as he should. If you look, he's going to talk to Brennan and Clapper, 
He wants more on the Hunter Biden laptop dismissal. He sent that letter to them. Uh, he is going to be pulling in uh, the FBI and the FBI director about this as well. Uh, he is going to be pulling in as many, well, if not him in the uh, judiciary, he'll have, um, or he knows that uh, Representative James Comer over in uh, Oversight is going to do call in as many members of the Twitter team, whether they're still employed there or ex-employees, as possible from that time to depose them and to essentially uh, force them to give sworn testimony as to what, what they knew and why they did what they did. If you want to fix what's broken here, Find out exactly what happened and make sure it never happens again. Hold them accountable. There's got to be accountability. Um, And that's how you make sure it never happens again. It's not about going back and undoing the election now. You just can't. If this was February 2021, maybe, because we just swore in Biden and you find out definitive proof. I mean, it's still going to take massive amounts of investigation and massive amounts of time. But maybe you start talking that way, but we are two and a half, almost three years past now. And guess what? The new election is is on the horizon. President Trump has already even registered as an official candidate. So, you know, that one is what's coming. Let's make sure the next election is a fair one. Let's make sure that all of those who cheated and conspired and colluded to uh, to damage democracy, as the left likes to call it, let's make sure that they're all held accountable so that they can't do the same thing in this one. But let's not be talking about, quote, getting rid of rules and regulations, including those in the Constitution, end quote, in order to reinstall the old president or have a brand new election for the 2021, even though the 2024 one is on the horizon. This it just makes no sense. I welcome your thoughts. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Let's go to Middleburg Heights. Dan, thank you for waiting. You're on AM 1420. The answer, fire away. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to, in a sense, I understand what you're saying about Trump. And, you know, his, sometimes he lacks that discipline. But Trump is Trump. You're never going to change him from now to eternity. However, I believe he's, through frustration, he's using his voice as a, sort of like a megaphone. He doesn't really want to throw away the whole Constitution, but we're sitting here now last two years, we got another two years, watching these Democrats and far-left Marxists, you know, shred the Constitution. So it's a frustrating thing. Uh, if, if you recall back in the Civil War, uh, Lincoln was president, and he suspended the writs of habeas corpus and was throwing everybody he could in jail. So, but he was president. Trump is not now. So it's a problem. But I believe he's just using his position through his own way because he, that he is what he is as a megaphone to, for guys like Jordan to do what they have to do. You know, I guess, but it's, it's still wrong. Um, there are plenty of megaphones out there. P- people are screaming as soon as the Twitter drop happened. I mean, the megaphones are out there. Everyone knows, and everyone knows exactly what has to happen here. As I said to the caller from Houston, all President Trump has to do is go on Twitter or on his uh, social media and say, told you so. He doesn't need to make bold and, and just ridiculous statements like, we'll do undo every rule that has to be broken. We'll break every rule that has to be broken, including those in the Constitution, in order to put me back uh, in, as president. I mean, well, that he gonna, hurts himself. That's not going to happen, but nonetheless. But him saying it is where the harm people? is done. Can you really trust half of these Republicans sitting around there still? No. Well, well. so what does that mean? 
Well, it's it's frustrating. I, I hope it goes the right way, but you got two more years for these people to screw it up. Well, that still doesn't answer the question, though, Dan. What does that mean? If you don't trust them to do the right thing here, I mean, how does that make Trump shooting himself in the foot again any better? He's not. Help- he's running but- for president again, and he needs to start acting like he's running for president again instead of I'm still bitter and pissed and angry that they stole the last one from me. Change the Constitution if that's what you have to do. Well, Put me he's back in office. At, like what's going on in Arizona, and you know damn well uh, tomorrow that uh, the Democratic uh, senator's going to win in Georgia. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Although I don't so, know. That's I don't what know. I'm saying. I don't I've know got, how much. You- I don't know how much the Georgia result is going to need fraud, to be honest with you. I think Herschel has hurt himself very, very badly in a number of ways. I just think more Democrats are well, going to come out for Warnock. Well, you, you've got an attorney general in Georgia that's on CNN saying he don't like either one of them. You've got Herschel Walker running. So who's running these, this stuff in all these states? You've got people who aren't really Republicans in half of these positions. Well, the worst, the worst one of the examples you gave, my friend, and thank you for the call. I'm going to talk about this a little bit now. Is Arizona? This, this is just staggering. Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State out there. That means she runs the elections, and Katie Hobbs ran for governor, which means she ran her own election, and she threatened elections officials in multiple counties in Georgia that if they didn't certify the results despite all kinds of shenanigans about uh, broken machines, no paper, no ink, people can't get in to vote, eh, just go to a different precinct and vote, uh, no clue how many people didn't get to vote in Georgia in these particular counties, which, by the way, happen to be reliable red counties in Arizona. Those elections officials, knowing full well that things were not on the up and up, said they weren't going to certify until a further investigation can take place. And Katie Hobbs said, you will certify those elections or you will be charged with crimes and potentially two years in prison. She's running the election that she was a candidate in. And now we find this out, too, as a result of the Twitter um, uh, document dump, the Twitter uh, files released by Elon Musk. Katie Hobbs is now facing backlash for proof that her office requested certain tweets to be censored um, uh, in, uh, Elon, or, uh, in the uh, Twitter sphere before Elon Musk took over. The internal document showed collusion between government officials, campaign teams, and other actors, other like actors, with the social media giant to silence political dissent, including Secretary of State of Arizona Katie Hobbs, the comms director emailed the Center for Internet Security, a 501 nonprofit cybersecurity organization that, quote, makes the connected world a safer place for people, businesses, and governments through our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. And she had that group go to Twitter and say, I'm flagging this for, for uh, this Twitter account for your review. The subject line was election-related misinformation. The misinformation department at CIS then forwarded all of that to the employees of Twitter. Please see this report from the Arizona Secretary of State's office. Let me know if you have any questions. Twitter responds, thank you, we will escalate. Seven hours later, the Twitter employee wrote again, thank you, both tweets have been removed from the service. Copied on this response was an employee at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is a branch under the federal government's Department of Homeland Security. So there is so much election interference on 
behalf of the Democrats, we have a legitimate reason to fear for the viability of all of our elections, including those in this midterm election cycle, in which the, the, the believed red wave never happened. How much of it was an underperformance by the Republican candidates, and how much of it was more election meddling and interference from the, the Democrats? by way of their media partners in the social media side of media. They already have the legacy media in their back pockets. The social media is just as important. And we have evidence now that they colluded with one another to deny information to be shared online that might affect people's decisions when it comes to their votes. Not to mention the lead part of that, which was Katie Hobbs threatening prison for elections officials who didn't certify her victory in counties where they had all kinds of problems with voting on Election Day. And this is just straight-up theft. I don't know how to look at it any other way. Straight-up election theft. And this one, of course, just having happened, deserves all kinds of investigation. And the investigation into the 2020 theft of Donald Trump's re-election also needs to continue to be investigated. But, as I said before, with an eye on fixing it by 2024, not going back and re- having a new election for 2020 as we walk into 2023. I hope that makes some sense. Euclid, Janice on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Janice. Go right ahead. The punishment of high crimes and misdemeanors has no time frame. There's no suspension of the danger to our lives and our very brotherhood by the taking of the election in 2020. The fact that you led the story for this indecent exposure of Twitter to show the collusion between the President of the United States, now Joe Biden, and the media to steal the election in 2020. The fact that you led with smearing of President Trump for demanding a writing of this wrong is proof that we don't really have a spokesperson in the media for Republicans and conservatives. They're ready to what, what, switch. Jan, Janice, Janice, let me, let me, let me interrupt for a second. Let me interrupt for a second. What, I'm what, interrupting when President Trump, if he had been shot, you would have said somehow that it's because he proposed too much favor for the second amendment janice janice, janice 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 let's 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 suspend the crazy for a second here because you're talking crazy, crazy talk. no that's crazy talk and, and and if you say it again i'm going to have to disconnect the call let's talk, let's talk for a second let's talk for a second you don't no you don't you do you do not call for suspending the constitution you do not call for shredding the portions of the constitution that you don't like so that you can go back and have a new election from the one from three years ago you that that, does, that doesn't happen I don't like. It has to do with a punishment of a high crime and misdemeanor. We haven't been there to this extent before. It requires new thinking. It does not require the shredding of the Constitution. That is something that if the left were to say it, you would call me and say, oh my gosh, Joe Biden said we should get rid of portions of the Constitution? You would go crazy. I would go crazy. We would all go crazy. We can't, this is a high no, we crime can't, no. and misdemeanor. You can continue to use that phrasing all you want, but we don't shred the Constitution and re-vote re, uh, on an election from three years ago. 
we fix what was broken, and we make sure he's running again. He can still get his second term. He's got to focus on 2024. There is no suspension in time for a punishment of a high crime. Okay, well, you keep saying that, Janice. Thank you for the phone call. You can't just keep saying the same thing over and over again and expect it to carry more weight the ninth time than it did the first time. First of all, a mammoth, massive investigation would have to happen before any declaration could be made that officially, not just in our talk radio world or in the social media world, that quote-unquote high crimes and misdemeanors took place. An official determination, resolution, verdict would have to be made that that happened before we could then say, now what do we do about it? And even if that, that verdict and that resolution were to happen, which it never, ever, ever will, it never will happen. Even if it did, then it would be, what do we do about it? The answer would be to punish those who committed high crimes and, and misdemeanors, to imprison them, to make sure that the message is sent, that the United States takes its elections very seriously, and anybody who does this kind of thing rising to that level, which is an extraordinarily high bar to reach, they're going to end up having their freedom taken away from them. They're going to prison. And then you move forward with future elections, fixing them. You cannot go back and unring the 2020 bell and start a whole new election cycle in 2023 for Donald Trump to what? Take over and win and then be given what? Do we change our cycle? Now we're going to go on odd years in 2023. Trump gets his four-year start, which ends in 2027. I mean, I mean, let's, let's be reasonable and realistic. What we do not do is we do not call for the Constitution to be shredded. Joe Biden cannot call for that. Nancy Pelosi cannot call for that. Chuck Schumer cannot call for that without being condemned by conservative believers in the Constitution. Well, guess what? Donald Trump can't call for that either. Or else we, as consistent conservative patriots who defend the Constitution, will condemn it as well. President Trump is acting like a petulant, spoiled child rather than an adult who needs to say, See, I told you so. This is what they did. This is why it's wrong. And this is what we need to, we need to fix right now. He needs to be the adult and not the child. President Trump hurts himself when he gets a hold of social media. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The Twitter banning of the Trump account was criminal. But it might have actually been good for Donald Trump because it stops him from saying things that hurt his political career. And now that he started Trump Social or Truth Social, which I'm on, now he's using it in the same way. He says things with his thumbs when he gets on his phone that harm his career. I don't want him to do that. I don't want his legacy to be that. He deserves better than that. But he's got to stop hurting himself. 1025, always right radio on AM 1420, the answer. Always right radio. It's outrageous. It's dangerous. On the answer. It's outrageous. Yeah, there's a lot of outrageous stuff going on right now. Make no mistake about it. I just put it on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, 
I rejoined after Elon Musk made it safe for free speech again. And I'm very, very happy about that. Building the following back up again, but you can follow me. I changed the actual handle to France Rants. Uh, because it was too hard for people to remember B France on air. So just France Rants, R-A-N-T-Z on both. France Rants is how you can find me on Twitter, or just search Always Right Radio. And I just tweeted something, which is similar to what I said on the radio. And I'll read it, and then we'll move on to Linda Harvey here. Um, imagine if President Trump and his truth social response to the Twitter files release read simply, told you so, instead of the two-paragraph-long screed in which he called for shredding the Constitution in order to re, re-vote and uh, have a new vote in 20, the 20, for the 2020 presidential election or installing him as the winner. If he'd have just said, told you so, we would all be cheering right now on the radio and everywhere else in support of the guy who was victimized by all, this, all of this and the fact that he has been uh, you know, redeemed, if you will, Instead, we're sitting here baffled by his call for changing the Constitution and wasting his status as the victim. He could be using and wearing the victim status hat right now, and we would be like, I cannot believe they did this to this guy. We have to stop this from ever happening again. Instead, people are going, oh, my gosh, the conservative former president is calling for an end to the Constitution of the United States. It's just mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. He could have saved himself all of this by just saying, told you. This is what we told you was going to happen and was happening, and it did. All right, let's pivot now. Uh, as promised, I want to bring Linda Harvey back to our program. Linda Harvey is uh, the president of Mission America. She is uh, a strong advocate for children and for pr- protecting uh, children's rights and protecting kids against pedophilia, can protecting, protecting kids against grooming, recruiting, and coercing, and all of the other things that are going on right now to change uh, young kids and to sexualize them at a very, very young age. And um, Linda Harvey joins us now to talk about some very important information that you need to have. Linda, thanks for the time this morning. How are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you? I'm really glad to be with you. It's always a pleasure talking with you, uh, Linda Harvey. So I read uh, an email. I'm on your email list. I, I strongly encourage others to uh, subscribe to your email uh, 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 newsletter as well. And uh, this one that came in yesterday, top 10 ways America is being groomed to normalize pedophilia. Now, this is a little bit of a stronger type of language that is normally used when we talk about the trans agenda and the movement to sexualize kids, to have teachers and preschool teachers talking to the kids about their identification and about their desires, their likes, and so on and so forth. Very few people cross over and start into the word pedophilia. So give us a little bit of a, an overview, and we'll talk about some of the items on this top ten list, but give us a, a sort of an overview of how we have crossed into that world now. Well, yeah, Bob, it seems like this is, uh, when I started thinking about this, it occurred to me that our whole culture, all of America, is being groomed. It's not just these specific kids. That's happening, of course, too. But we're being groomed to accept this as normal, and what the normal is is that It's the child empowerment movement, which has been going on for 30 years, but it's gained so much traction recently, and it's all the LGBTQ people that are pushing it and the pro-abortion people. They want to bypass parents and get children, first of all, where it's really coming through, is in healthcare consent, counseling consent behind parents' backs and without parental permission. And then all of the other ways that people are being blocked from valid objections. You know, that's why parents are rising up in 
in great droves is because they're not being listened to. You know, when they go to these school boards and try to read passages from gender queer and some mm-hmm. of these books, uh, you know, they are cut off. And it, it's like these blinders. My, fa- my favorite, and Linda, my favorite. Program. My favorite example of that was the the mother who was reading a passage. I don't know if it was from that book or another one, but it was very, very pornographic and very, very disgusting because it was pornographic material involving young kids uh, to one another. Mm-hmm. And the school board member said, um, excuse me, excuse me, we're going to have to stop you there. There are children in the room. Exactly. What? You literally are saying that it's inappropriate for us to read this out loud because kids might hear it. But her point was, this is on the school library shelves where kids might read it, for goodness sakes. That, right. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's intentional hypocrisy or just complete lack of self-awareness that they could make such a statement. Yeah, uh, th- this is making our case for us, you know, when, when this begins to happen because the American Library Association has shut off all debate on this over the years by making sure that everyone who even vaguely leans progressive uh, goes immediately into overdrive when they hear anything that smacks of censorship, when there has been censorship all along in every library, in every school, because they can't stock the shelves with every title, and uh, they pick some things and they don't pick others. That's censorship. So why can't we just make sure all the X-rated stuff is out? So, you know, there's some real simple things that are going on, but, but the, again, the whole culture has been groomed for 30 years, and it's Planned Parenthood who has been going behind parents' backs for decades in getting consent from even very young teens for abortion, for contraception. Then the LGBTQ folks, early in their movement, they wanted to ban the age of consent. Then they backed off of that because that would be, you know, that's not something the mainstream public would accept. But that's essentially what some of this is. It's going going on. Times have changed, right? I mean, because I think they believe that the mainstream public is very, very close to acceptance of that now, of changing the age or getting rid of the age of consent altogether. I mean, it's kind of bizarre. We're not talking that long ago that they abandoned that idea, and now they're moving closer to it. Um, Because, you know, we. I mean, let's face it, for all of your efforts, for all of my efforts, for all of the efforts of people fighting on behalf of children, um, you know, we're losing. They are making great strides toward normalization of this type of behavior. The drag queen story hour, some some elected officials are calling for a drag queen in every school. Uh, all of these things kind of indicate that we can continue to fight, and we will, but it's an uphill climb for us. They are making great strides. They are, and the, and the issue is that, you know, when you have the under the underbelly, the, the dark underbelly of all this is pornography. It is so, it, there's such widespread use of, use of pornography, even among people sitting in Christian church pews, um, that people are, uh, don't want to address the obvious pornography in these books, in our sex education, in our culture in general. Uh, people won't stand up. We have, if the church would stand up and as a body say, no way, Jose, we are putting an end to this right now, and join all these parents, you would have, it would be across the board, it would be Republican and Democrat, and it is now starting to be, but we we could put an end to this tomorrow, but you have to have a spine and see obscenity as something that is deeply dark and dangerous and always victimizes women and children, so that's behind an awful lot of this.
Yeah, number three on your list. We're talking to Linda Harvey, president of Mission America, founder of Mission America, Christian commentary on the culture. Her article this week is uh, Top Ten Ways America is Being Groomed to Normalize Pedophilia. You should visit missionamerica.com and subscribe to her uh, email newsletter. That's how I got this. Your your third item on this list, Linda, is obscenity disguised as uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's, and it's more the I in this one. It's the inclusion. What they're saying is that in order to make the LGBTQ community feel more accepted and included, to be inclusive of them, you have to be inclusive of their ideas. And their ideas are that it is absolutely fine for young kids to explore their sexuality with one another, particularly if they are with someone of the same sex. That is inclusive. And so that obscenity, if you call it obscenity, you become a homophobe or a transphobe you are anti-inclusion you are exclusive of the lgbt community it's uh, it's a uh, it's an amazing uh, thing that they've pulled off here to to allow obscenity to be you know counted as inclusive uh, inclusivity right what what's happened it's been about 20 years that the uh, folks trying to insert this agenda into schools have been you know, trying to link arms with the issue of race. So it, because they want people to believe that people are born this way, the research doesn't has not proven that at all, uh, or born in the wrong sex body. And that so, so to object to it is just like being a racist. So with all the recent uh, racial uh, div- divisive critical race theory and all that um, issue, they're all joining har- arms and linking, this agenda, the sexual leftist agenda, is joining up with the racial, um, what I call the sort of scam artist agenda, which is really divisive and actually racist, and making sure that people say, don't you dare object to this because you're excluding um, people that are born that way. And, um, and by the way, they can identify as LGBTQ or whatever at earlier and earlier ages. That is another piece that I didn't, I could have gone on forever in this article. But, uh, you know, to that identity is out there or for the gender ideology. You know, if you say anything about any of these books with that theme, if the books are pornographic or not, then they put it all together. You are just a homophobe. You just you said it right. Let's talk, uh, Linda, about number six in your list. Christian church involvement is spotty and timid. Why do you think it is that the the Christian Church, particularly the Catholic Church, which remains, you know, such a massive, massive part of of American culture, um, you know, and the Pope, of course, has changed over a couple of times, and a lot of people don't necessarily believe in this particular Pope as being as dedicated to uh, uh, to Catholic uh, orthodoxy as as perhaps others have been in the past. But what is your what is your reason for their silence, or what what do you suspect is uh, is why they're so silent or so afraid to speak out against this? Well, it's like almost everybody uh, in, who's head of a head of a, an organization, a company, and in many cases, pastors, priests are head of their church, or they, they're perceived as head of their church for a time. Uh, nobody wants controversy. You know, you don't want to deal with that. You've got plenty on your plate. So, if you, with the way that the uh, woke mob will come down on you if you say anything about any of this, you, uh, you know, pastor pe- people avoid this. And that's one reason. Another reason is they may be compromised themselves or have someone that is very close to them who's very compromised sexually, and they feel like they're limited in what they can say or be effective in saying. Um, you know, all of this needs to change. People need to find virtue again. 
and they need to find a spine. But it, it starts with your love for children. There is a passage in Scripture about the hearts of the fathers will turn again to the children and the children to their fathers, and that's at the end of the Old Testament. That's coming, and that, that needs to happen again, where people say, you know, I don't care what you think of me. You call me whatever name you want. I know my heart, and I know I want to protect my child. I don't want porn in their lives. I don't want people, sketchy people selling them these ideologies that uh, don't take them into a good place. I don't want people saying that abortion is great, you know, and that we can just discard all, all new human life. You know, I'm going to protect them from all this. Linda Harvey is my guest president and founder of Mission America. Do you think that the fact that the, the Christian faith is declining, I mean, I, I just did a little search, um, what percentage of Americans are Christian, and the results are all unanimous. Now, the numbers are different, but they all show a decline. Everything is showing a decline, a precipitous one in some cases, of, of people in America who identify as Christians. Do you think Christian church leadership, knowing this, is afraid to push the hardcore tenets of Christianity, which says protect the children at all costs, do not allow this, that, or the other thing, because it's going to drive some people away. It's going to drive more away, perhaps, um, and the faith starts to suffer, and quite frankly, so do the coffers start to dry up a little bit. Well, yes, there's. Well, this is a huge issue, but my quick opinion is that when you have timid messages from the pulpits, you have a uh, a less than committed congregation. You know, they begin to drift away. It's like, well, it's not that necessary. I won't go this week. Well, I won't go next week. Well, I haven't been for three months. And then, of course, COVID came along, and the, the congregations were all scattered. Some people didn't stay and continue having church. Um, you know, and, and there was there was a suffering. People have not returned. That's what I'm hearing is that after that, you know, there's a certain percentage that never never came back. So the other thing is the political divisiveness. You know, the, the left has made it seem as though if you have conservative political views and you're a Christian, you're a total hypocrite because you're a racist. If you're a Republican, you're a racist. There are people that are believing this who are actually have been Christians, have been faithful believers and yet they're buying this because they're not looking too deeply. People need to look into these claims a little further and then be firm in their faith and say, you know, I know the truth. I don't care what it's being labeled as. I know what's wrong, and especially I believe God is testing us when he puts this before our children. What are you going to do, Mom and Dad? What are you going to do, Pastor, when you see children being victimized in this way? It, it is a definitely a, a faith test, and I think we need to be willing to stand up to it. Let's make this our last question, and it's your last point in your top ten uh, ways in which America is being groomed to normalize pedophilia, Linda. And that is the voice that we give children. It's kind of funny, you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I think we all said, kids don't know squat. It's why we don't let them sign contracts until they're 18, why they can't get married until they're 18, why they can't drink until they're 21. Didn't we even raise smoking to 21, at least in the state of Ohio? We don't allow them to give consent to have sex until they're at least 16. Um, we had all of these reasons, and the reasons were simple. Kids don't know anything. Their brains are in their formative developmental years. They're not mature nor nor developed enough to make good decisions, particularly those that are going to have long-lasting impacts on their health or their lives. We just, of course, have to protect them from that. And now, as you write in number 10, minor children are being given an equal voice to adults. 
And that's their justification for letting them transition or identify or change pronouns or any of the other nonsense that we have, you know, seen promoted over the course of the last few years. Yes, this is a a phenomenon that's been coming. And it's, uh, again, the progressive left is just uh, masterful at using, propping up children. Greta Thunberg, however you pronounce her name, David Hogg, you know, from uh, the, the... um, Parkland shootings yeah. a few years ago as a gun, the gun control guy, you know, and on and on and on. Now they're even in some cases putting kids on school boards. And I just heard that I believe that um, the city of Boston wants to lower the voting age to 16. And of course, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, notoriously uh, a blue uh, city. So, you know, you, this is where they're going. And, and when you go to testify, for instance, at a school board meeting, at the state uh, school board, at um, the state house, which I've done quite a bit, what the left always brings is all of their youth voices because they know that they intimidate people uh, sitting there listening to this testimony. They will give them softball questions. They will not come down hard on the obvious errors in some of this testimony um, because they will be perceived as by the media watching as being uncompassionate. So right. they manipulate, the left manipulates uh, the situation by using kids. They do exactly that. It's um, it's hard to believe that we have fallen to where we are, but it's going to take a lot of courage. I think that was one we didn't actually get a chance to talk about, but it's true. It's going to take a lot of courage uh, to overcome the cowardice that you cover in number five for people to be willing to take those, you know, names and uh, and and to being ostracized and being called, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of uncompassionate things and so forth. But if we're going to protect our kids, we have to stand up against evil and fight back with equal passion. Uh, Linda Harvey is doing it with uh, Mission America. Go online at missionamerica.com, read that article in its uh, entirety, and then again, you can uh, join her um, uh, email newsletter. I can see it right there on the right side of the page. Sign up for the Mission America email newsletter to get these updates. That's where I read this one. Linda, thank you for being available on short notice, too, as I read that this morning and got out there and said, hey, we've got to get this on the radio. So thank you for doing that, and keep up your great work. Well, thank you, Bob, for having me on, and God bless you. Yeah, and bless you, too. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. I probably won't talk to you between now and then, so Merry Christmas to Linda Harvey. And one and all, 1054, we'll take a time out here on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 1058. I want to play a little clip here from Tom Zawistowski's podcast from the We the People convention. This was uh, recorded on, uh, da, 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 was it Saturday? Yeah, December 3rd, Saturday. Tom Zawistowski responding to the news and the release of the Twitter files by Elon Musk proving collusion and collaboration between the DNC and prominent Democrat campaigns and Twitter's uh, managers and um, and uh, uh, executives all the way down to their stooges, uh, telling them what they should allow to be on the platform and what should not. Here's what Tom had to say. I was not aware that 
Twitter was actually taking direct orders from the DNC, right? I mean, I figured from the Biden campaign, but my gosh, you know, who weren't they taking orders from? There's got to be way more than this. But the other part about this, just so you're clear, is that it wasn't just, you know, the DNC and the Biden campaign are, are at that point, are running for president. They're not in government. But then this continued, okay? And, 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 and what they talked about even more, and there's emails from Twitter showing that the FBI was involved with stopping this, with censoring this. They were influencing the election. I'm going to talk about that next. But the point is that after Biden became president, they went after Trump and after us and, and, and continued to censor us. The government used them. The government used Twitter to censor us. It wasn't just the Twitter executives and stooges themselves. That's the criminal element here. Tom Zawistowski will join me live next after the news to expand upon that right here on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by Keeping Medicare Simple and The Floor King. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. is Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on AM 1420, The Answer. Always Right Radio, indeed, nine minutes past 11 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. It's a Monday, the fifth morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, thank goodness it's coming to an end, to be honest with you. We have uh, <laughs> we have suffered and endured an awful lot in this calendar year. Uh, and really in the last two and a half years. But one thing that we didn't know, how much we were suffering, honestly, was um, essentially collusion to deprive us of our constitutional rights. People didn't even realize how bad the situation was. We complained about Twitter. We complained about Zuckerberg and Facebook. How dare they shadow ban, censor, suppress? How dare they tell us, I can't post this without it being called misinformation? But it wasn't just about Twitter and Facebook and Dorsey and Zuckerberg, was it? We're finding out now, thanks to Elon Musk and the Twitter files dump, that it was collaboration and collusion with Democrats at the highest levels of government and within the DNC that led us to this this ridiculous place where your rights are only protected if you are a leftist. Tom Zawistowski is the president of the We the People Convention, and he said at his podcast on Saturday this. And when Tucker says it, it may have influenced the outcome of the election, what is that based on? That's based on surveys that were done after the 2020 election where 16% of Biden supporters, people who voted for Biden, said 
They would have changed their vote if they had known about the Biden family corruption. They would have changed their vote if they knew about the laptop, if Twitter hadn't censored, and perhaps with the collaborative effects and the uh, collusion with the DNC and the Biden campaign, um, we, the course of history may have changed. We may, we may never have had, you know, record high inflation, record high gas prices, a completely open southern border, sovereignty surrendered. You definitely wouldn't have Putin in Ukraine right now. You'd have stability in Europe. All of history changed because the media collaborated, talking about the social media and the legacy media, but the social media giants collaborated with the Democrats to tamper with these elections. There's no mistaking that anymore. Joining us now with more detail is Tom Zawistowski, president of the We the People Convention, online at wethepeopleconvention.org. Hey, Tom, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. Great to be on with you, and this is really an important topic, isn't it? It, well, it doesn't get much bigger than this if you ask the Democrats, right? The Democrats are the ones screaming about about tampering and interfering with elections being a, a threat to our democracy. That was their their entire campaign line, their platform line during the 2022 midterms uh, of last month were, were, were two things, abortion and democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. They're the ones demanding complete transparency and complete uh, uh, accuracy and no voter suppression and, and, and you know, uh, making things easier easier for people to vote, not harder. All of these things they say, if you believe in voter identification, if you believe in uh, uh, no drop boxes and all of these things, well, you're a threat to democracy. Tom, for crying out loud, what I read on those Twitter file releases on Friday literally say democracy is not our concern at all. It's about winning, and we don't care if we have to cheat to do it. Yeah, and that's exactly what it proves. They they don't have to cheat. They did cheat. They have been cheating all along. And boy, what a great point you just made. You know, they keep talking to us about voter suppression, right, and, and affecting elections. Well, what's more of a suppression? Asking someone to bring a photo ID to the polls to vote or censoring millions of Americans and hiding from all Americans the facts about someone who's running to be president of the United States, which is more of voter suppression. They always accuse you of what they're doing, and this, there's, here's the proof right here. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, uh, first first the cause and then the effect. Let's talk about how they did it. You read the uh, things. In fact, you did your entire podcast talking about this. You read some of the language that was sent from DNC leadership. Some of it was sent from Biden campaign uh, officials to to Twitter and to some of their executives and some of their, you know, sometimes it had to work its way up the chain. But this one is something we have a real problem with. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, handled, dumped, removed, gone. This is just an example, of course. But let's talk about the cause, first of all. How do you think they gathered such um, sway, if you will, um, with the Twitter executives to be able to, be, to just tell them, uh, you know, do what we tell you to do. And, uh, you know, is it just the fact that they're all leftist, the fact that they're like-minded, and none of them care that maybe somehow if this ever came out, if this ever came to light, that all of their careers would be in jeopardy? Well, Bob, I think you're making a very important point, and your listeners need to understand some important history here. Because what what you saw even in the dump this past weekend is that you heard there was actually some people in twitter saying uh at twitter saying hey th- is this really a violation of our of our rules is this really uh you know an infringement of the first amendment even even you know this 
most recent dump showed that there was some hesitation. What people need to remember is that in 2016, we won the presidency. Donald Trump won the presidency, and we helped him by beating them on social media, Bob. Yeah. We, the, the, we the People Convention here in Ohio, we had better videos on YouTube. We had better posts on Facebook. We, we killed them on Twitter. And Donald Trump obviously had you know, his famous or infamous Twitter account, right? And so what happened? Well, after we won in 16, there was a document, and I talked about this on my podcast Saturday at WeThePeopleConvention.org. There was a post-mortem document put out by the leftists that said, we lost because the right destroyed us, destroyed our message on social media, and we can never let that happen again. This is in February of 2017. And at that point, they said, we will stop Twitter, Google, Facebook from allowing the right to have a voice. And they did. And I sent that document, it was a PDF, to every Republican congressman, every Republican Party organization, and I said, this is how they're going to stop us in 2020. You better take notice. And they didn't do anything. Brad Parscale, Did you get any Trump's- response? I'm sorry, Tom. Did you get any response? You said you sent that to every legislator, yep. Republican leg- legislator? Yes. None. And no response. Nothing. nothing to see here. Brad Parscales, in the 2020 election, I'm sending things to the Trump campaign saying, Brad, you're not going to win this on social media. They're censoring us. You've got to do things like we did here in Ohio. If you remember, Bob, we did the Trump train road rallies. We did sign waves. We had this barn billboard program where we got farmers to put these 20 by 40 foot Trump banners on their barns that got 3 million exposures a day. We went totally analog. We did no social media in 2020, and guess what? Trump won Ohio by almost exactly the same percentage in 2020 as he did in 2016. We saw this coming. And, and here's the other part that you know, people need to pick up on. So you, you heard all this stuff about the DNC, which was really shocking to me. I don't know why it was, but I, I just didn't think it went down to that level. I thought you had to be higher up to have this influence. <laughs> but remember, they did this. The government did this. The CDC, right? The NIH. The, the government did this all during COVID. There's, there's investigations. There's lawsuits right now where they're in court showing that Fauci and Burks and the, and the press secretary were literally saying, take down this misinformation about COVID. Take, take Dr. Malone off of Facebook and Twitter. They're, they're lying. That's, that's illegal. That's against the law. It's against our First Amendment. And these people have to be brought to justice, Bob. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what justice looks looks like here, Tom, because this has become, unfortunately, I, I've said this before, you may not agree with me, I think President Trump's thumbs are his own worst enemy. I think he gets on there and he gets ticked off and he starts firing things out that end up hurting him. And instead of everybody still reeling over the impact of the Twitter files dump and the revelation of the burying of the Hunter Biden laptop, they're talking about Trump said to suspend the Constitution. And he didn't say it in exactly those terms, but he said it's time to change all of the rules, including those in the Constitution, to either declare me the winner of 2020 or re, uh, have a revote and start it all over again. 
So now, instead of people focusing on the crimes committed by the Democrats and their allies at Twitter, the, 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 the focus is on the crazy that is President Trump. Uh, and the call for you know uh, changing or 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 altering or amending the constitution to put him back in power how how does just in that by the way it would be justice if he was president right now that that is true but that ain't going to happen what does justice look like what does accountability look like in your mind well i i agree with you about these unforced errors they they have been president trump's biggest liability there's no it's just not smart to do what he did. And because, Bob, particularly, we have the facts on our sides. We don't have to make crazy accusations. We just need to tell the truth. We need to tell the story. So the first thing that justice, the, the, the beginning of justice, is for Jim jo- uh, Jordan and Comer from Kentucky to hold these hearings and meticulously document into the congressional record all of these illegal activities, whether it's the you know what they did with the uh, you know COVID and, and the stopping you know, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and things that could have saved lives, or the lab leak, whether it's you know the Biden you know uh, laptop and the Biden family you know crime syndicate and then the big guy being bought by China, you know you've got to meticulously document that and make the facts speak for themselves. Then you Congress. He doesn't have any legal authority to charge them, but they can recommend that so-and-so be brought up on charges for this or that. They can recommend that. And if the FBI declines and the DOJ declines, it just helps make the case for Ray to be impeached, for Garland to be impeached, uh, impeached for Mayorkas to be impeached. Mm-hmm. You're building a case here, and it's, gonna, it's not going to be overnight, folks, but the truth matters. This is the time for the truth. And we can't get distracted by the fact that Donald Trump's not president. That's, that's, we can't fix that. If we could, we would. We can't. We now have to stay focused, and we need to make our case to the American people and the world, and then we have to fight to get them prosecuted. And if they don't, you use that for the 2024 election. The reason we've got to throw them all out. It's because we got to get rid of the FBI. We got to get rid of Ray and these people. They all need to be fired. The only way to do that is win the presidency in 2024. Exactly right. Tom Zawistowski is my guest. Tom Z is the president, of course, of the We the People Convention online at wethepeopleconvention.org. You should also subscribe to his newsletter so that you can get uh, his uh, commentary as well as his podcast links, too, uh, which is what I pulled today to bring Tom on. So, Tom, let me ask you this. Considering what we know they did do in 2020 and what they did do, I believe, again, in 2022 in these midterms that just went down, and what they'll plan to do again, do you think that the game will be on in the exact same way for the Democrats and for whomever they can convince? Now, Twitter will be harder to do because Elon Musk is in charge, and he's on to this, and he, of course, is releasing all of this, so I can't imagine they're going to use Twitter again. But, uh, you know, other social media uh, uh, um, platforms are in play, like, like Facebook, along with, of course, their allies in the traditional mainstream media, which they got to bury the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop uh, story before the election. Do you think that the same game will be on regardless of who the Republican nominee is? Or do you think that if it's Trump, it will be worse, that there's nothing they would stop at to prevent him, just like they did the first time around? In other words, would they, would they relax it a little bit if it was somebody other than Trump? 
No, I think you said it, you know, so well uh, in the, earlier in this call, where you said they will do anything to win. It, it's there are there's no morals here. There's no law. There's no constitution, Bob. As, as, as much as Donald Trump wants to say, you know, we've got to change the constitution. Heck, we're trying to restore our constitution because the fundamentals of our constitution are freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and 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 you know the fact that you know you can have free elections. And, and that there's rule of law, equal justice under the law. We don't have any of that right now. We're struggling to restore our Constitution. So I don't care who you put up as a Republican nominee. If it's Ron DeSantis, they'll give him the John McCain treatment, right, Bob? Remember that? You know, McCain was almost out of it, and the left came to his, you know, his, uh, you know, to his aid, and, oh, John McCain, all these great stories. He became the Republican nominee, and then they did nothing but trash him so he would lose to Obama, right? That'll do the same thing with John Ron DeSantis. We need to understand we are at war with literal evil. These aren't Americans. These aren't people who just have a different opinion to us as to how America should go forward. The, the damage being done to our country is intentional. There's no way to, to say it isn't. The, the stopping of our fuel, you know, cutting our fuel off, which is cutting our food off, the, the attacks on the family and the attacks on our children and the support for abortion, these are all things that attack the foundation of our nation, the border. I just did a story that you know, most people didn't even hear about uh, from last week. The Biden administration intends to bring in two illegal immigrants into the United States this year for every baby born by natural Americans in the country this year. Seven million, when there's only going to be 3.5 million American children born. If that's not an invasion, what is it? Well, you know, what, you know what it sounds like to me, but I don't want to be called a racist for saying it, but it's what they told us didn't exist, and that is the Great Replacement. The right. Great Replacement theory, we're told, is some theory is some sort of white supremacist trope that is intended to try to generate anger toward uh, you know black and brown people and you know and, and non whites and so forth uh, for fear that we're going to lose our control of our white supremacist country and so forth. They keep telling us that there's no there's no Great Replacement theory, but they keep telling us that oh by the way we're going to outbreed you and this is literally the language they use. We're going to outbreed you to the point where whites will no longer be the majority in this country. But if you bring that up that makes you a racist oh yeah so don't believe your lying eyes about the borders don't believe your lying eyes about the economy oh the economy's great even though you can't afford groceries don't believe your lying eyes about anything right just believe us trust us they have no trust left we know they aren't trustworthy these are communist totalitarians who are working for the chinese to have one world order run by communists and that's what we're fighting for and anyone who doesn't understand that needs to wake up and see how all these things are interconnected. So what's great is we somehow managed to win the House. Thank you, God, that we were able to fight through all the cheating to at least get the House so that now Jim Jordan can go to work and Comer can go to work and we can start to expose this and build our case. But like you said in Arizona, Bob, you know, there, there's the Katie Hobbs working with Twitter to, to get rid of tweets that are helping her become governor. That's right. That's collusion. We need Secretary a Secretary of State running the election in which she is a candidate for governor and then ordering uh, counties to certify their elections or go to jail. And then go <laughs> past that. And then, and then the guys at Maricopa uh, County, that Bill Gates guy and the other guy who run the Maricopa County elections, they started a pack. 
to defeat, to raise money to defeat the people whose votes they're counting. They have a political action committee to fight Carrie Lake. It's, and it's, they're counting the votes. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, the, yeah, it is just straight up election theft. It's it's, it's not about election meddling or election uh, interference. It is straight up election theft. There's no question about it. And we've got two years to figure out how to fight back. And I think the fact that we do have Elon Musk on our side now, not that he's a conservative because he's not. But he does believe in transparency, at least it would seem thus far, and he believes in fundamental fairness of and free uh, speech and expression. And so uh, it is going to be that open window, I think, that he provides that gives us an opportunity to uh, really detail what has been going on and what the plans are for the future so that we can stop it by 2024. And, Tom Z, you're doing a great part of that yourself by uh, continuing with your messaging, with your podcasts and more. Shout it from the rooftops. Get the messages to the legislators like you're doing, and anything we can do to help uh, partner with that, Tom, uh, by all means, you let us know. Well, thank you so much. Just remember, folks, we're on the march. You know, Facebook is on our side now. The, look what's happened at CNN. Look at, look at the, what happened. Facebook's lost 60% of their stock value. We're on the march. Don't be, don't be concerned. Just keep doing what you're doing. Fight for the truth. Speak the truth, and we'll be okay. Amen to that. Thank you, Tom Z. Mike, bye-bye. Tom Zawistowski. By the way, Tom is also collaborating and partnering with my other organization, CFFS, Citizens for Free Speech. We're marrying We the People Convention together with Citizens for Free Speech to do some collaborative work together. Uh, if you want to defend the First Amendment that was taken away from so many by Twitter, which we are now learning through the Twitter files, by all means, join us at citizensforfreespeech.org, citizensforfreespeech.org. Right back. All right, 11.36 now. Thanks so much for being with us. I don't know what you want me to do with that. I'm not going to wish myself a happy birthday on live radio. <laughs> I always Fine, the- then I'll do it. Happy birthday, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. Uh, we always do the Beatles happy birthday thing uh, for one of the staff, uh, but no, I'm not going to do my, my own happy birthday. Uh, in fact, the acknowledgement that I am another year older and another year grayer and another year fatter and another year... Uh, lazier and another year toward my inevitable demise doesn't exactly give me a reason to celebrate anyway. What age do you stop celebrating your birthday? I mean, you might, not that you say to somebody who says happy birthday, shut up. I don't mean that kind of stop celebrating, but at what point do you look at it as just another year gone by, which stinks, as opposed to, hey, my birthday's coming up. Josh, you can answer that legitimately. I mean, I'm older than you, so you maybe you're not there. And maybe I don't know if I'm there or not. It's just, you know... It, there's a there's a period of time for most people they get very excited when the birthday is coming because hey it's a you know it's a commemoration of your your entry into the world and that's all great. Um, at what age is it in your 30s? Is it in your 40s? It is. I'm in my 50s now. Uh, it, it, there's a point where you're like, hey, my birthday's coming up, that you cross over into, my God, another year's gone by. I don't know how many I have left. I haven't hit that point, point yet because you know what I mean. Yeah, because I, I I still get gifts from the kids. So because my kids are still young. So yeah, and and you know I I'm the same. way. Well, even my kids aren't young. Well, my, my kids are twenty one and nineteen. So they're young to me. 
Uh, and I still celebrate their birthdays, and I can still still get excited about that. But there comes a point, I think, for everybody where it's just like, yeah, another birthday, another trip around the sun, another, uh, you know, another year gone by. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, thank you for the kudos or, in the, or for the uh, the gesture, I should say, for the happy birthday greetings. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just doing my thing today. It's not a celebratory thing for me. It's not a sad thing either. I'm just doing my thing, and I appreciate your acknowledgement of that uh, of that uh, fact. Uh, Charlie, oh, it's the mechanic, our politically incorrect mechanic from Lakewood, wants to get in before we're done today on Always Right Radio. Hey, Charlie, what's up? Well, you know, I had breaking news, Bob, so <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, was that uh, the breaking news? That was supposed to be the breaking news. Josh beat you to it. But he did. Um, so uh, I'll go to the other reason I called. Okay. As far as this whole Trump thing goes, while I was on hold, somebody... Uh, tagged me in something, and and I kind of thought it was interesting, albeit I'm going to say this is a stretch, but the way she phrased Trump's post is that, and and, and I'm going to call this justification on you know what they're what she's trying to do. Okay, uh, is that she said you have to read it, read it from his in his voice, and. The way she's taking it, and, you know, the more I look at it, I'm kind of, okay, is that he's saying that the the fraud is what is terminating the rules and the regulations and the articles and and the parts in the Constitution. Not Not that he thinks because of the fraud, those things need to be terminated. He's saying the fraud already doing that, and and I'm okay. Let me let me read it. Let me read it. Yeah, let me read it. I've got it in front of me. This is uh, Trump's Truth Social from Saturday. Because the the preface, the preface to that sentence, kind of you know makes it makes it easy to understand it the way the majority of the people I think are understanding it. That's that's how that's not the case. Then he needs to go back and clarify that. And, which is which is and, never and which is never his never, strong suit. Yeah, I mean clarifying right. things. I mean he could have clarified the the Kanye and Nick Fuentes dinner too, and made that go away in relatively short order instead of just getting mad at the critics for criticizing him, saying I didn't know who it was. Well, you just hurt yourself by saying I didn't know who it was. Aren't you supposed to vet the people who come to your your dinner table at your home? And isn't the Secret Service and your staff supposed to tell you everything there is about the people coming into your home to make sure uh, that there is somebody you want there and it's not somebody who might be a threat in some way? Um, so he's not good at cleaning things up like this, to be truthful. But let me read it. Absolutely. Like you just said it, because I, I agree with you. It's the sentence that precedes the line about the Constitution, which makes it seem like he's saying, let's tear up the Constitution, whatever rules there are, and have a new election. That's how it sounds. Now let me read it, and, and I'll try to read it both ways. So, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception, and by the way, his use of capital letters is just beyond my ability to cope. Uh, so, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with the big te- with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out in caps and declare the rightful winner, or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and, mag- and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. 
our great founders did not want, oh, he did put an S in there now, our, our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. So, Charlie, I, I see the clarification that the person that you said while you were on hold that you read, they're trying to say that the fraud of this type calls for an end to the rules or the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. As if to say, you couldn't commit that fraud without terminating rules, regulations, and articles, and the Constitution. That's what she's trying to say. But the that's predicate... What it, that's what it seems like. Right. But the predicate of, do we now throw out the presidential results and declare me the winner? Or to have a new election, we have to do something here, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all the rules that gets us there. It's a stretch. It's a reach, I suppose, if you want to read it that way. Uh, if it makes you feel better about you know your candidate and your guy, then I suppose you can. But I think that preceding sentence, particularly with all of its caps, is saying, uh, we've never done this before. We need to terminate any rule and regulation we have to and put me back in office. Or at least, right, at least can... give me a, give me a new vote, which which of course would take, you know, uh, bucking the entire uh, system, including the Constitution. Yeah, and and wouldn't be worth anything, since right. we're already past the halfway point here. Yeah, that's my point. We couldn't have this until like the fall of 2023, in which case the <laughs> the primaries would be beginning. For the election of 2024, you know, but, but he would be saying, right. I want I want all four of my years. So what does that mean? Do we blow off the 24 and have the next election in 2027 and go on to odd years now? I mean, there's just so much crazy with this. It's love to, to see it, but it's never going to happen. No, no, it just isn't. And it's unfortunate. It's, and President Trump, like I said, just his thumbs betray him sometimes his thumbs get out there and tap out messages that harm his own political career and that's very unfortunate charlie thank you brother it's good to hear from you and thanks for the enjoy your day buddy thank you my friend all right, 11.44, we're done in about 20 seconds, so I will say thank you to my guests, Jim Jordan and uh, Linda Harvey and Tom Zawistowski. Thank you to my crew, and thank you to you for listening. We're back tomorrow with Kersenow on a Tuesday, so Pete and I will get after it, and we'll have a lot more for you then as well. Have a great day. Be well, be safe, stay free. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 